Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. This is Difference Makers. Welcome. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, now on 106.3 FM in East Portland and Vancouver, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Petronie 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory. Expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field, and becoming more known through radio. Building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you. Marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the latest and most powerful online tools of Salem Surround. And most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee or a connection to others, please email me at Mike Lee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. May is officially National Foster Awareness Month, so I thought to myself, who better a guest to have on the air than Brooke Goldsby of Salem Angels? So welcome, Brooke. How are you today? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And could you tell us your official title with Salem Angels and give us your elevator pitch? What is Salem Angels all about? All right. I am executive director with Salem Angels, and we are intentional on wrapping support around the foster care community with intentional giving, relationship building, and mentorship. And so we have two programs that we uh, make space for them and bring volunteers into their lives and bring that support to them through the Love Box program and the Dare to Dream mentorship program. Well, that's wonderful. So what exactly is involved with a Love Box through Salem Angels? A Love Box is going to be a family or a group, could be a book club, a group from church, a small business, any group of people, six to 10 people that are going to come alongside this family and sometimes literally fill a box and things that they need. A main leader of the group is going to be connecting with the foster mom or dad and understanding what the needs are that month. And sometimes it can fit in a box. Sometimes it doesn't. It could be they need their lawn mode or work day at the house. So the group comes and cleans the yard, cleans the gutters, whatever that family is in need of, and that they can focus on keeping track and care of the kids and all the appointments and all the things. And then the Love Box group can also help with getting kids to classes or extra appointments that are needed, um, driving time, take them to the park, have a date night, all kinds of things. It's just connecting and building relationship with that family to understand what they need to help them keep saying yes to foster care and keeping their doors open. 
So maybe or maybe not, you and your family might be called to be a foster family. But even if you're not, there are ways that you can contribute to other foster families through the Love Box program. So, Brooke, has anyone ever really opened your eyes to do something cool and unusual in the Love Box program? Cool and unusual. Um, I think understanding this one single mama's need had five children, and yes, they receive income from the state, but not enough for those extras. And they wanted to give this single mom and girls a fun summer. So they bought them a pool membership for the summer. And well, that was sweet. their gift, like at the beginning of the summer. And they got access to the summer pool. I bet that pool membership was just a wonderful experience for that family. Highlight for them. What a great idea. I know. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Thinking like you can really the do box anything. For the love box. Yep. Very neat. So what kind of numbers do you have to share with us and what are your goals? Well, Oregon as a whole has 6,000 children. We are focusing in Salem with Marion and Polk, and that's 600 children in the foster care community. And so any family that wants care, our goal is to make sure we can provide that. So right now, we are serving 35 families. That's about 129 children. We have eight families on the wait list. So we need volunteers. And I love spreading the word. That's that's one of our goals, just communicating the need that these families need the support and looking for volunteers that want to come alongside these families and serve with them. So tell us about the Dare to Dream program from Salem Angels, Brooke. Yes, Dare to Dream is our mentorship program, and that's just a one-on-one relationship. And we have one thus far. We got the Love Box started a year ago, and then we got the Dare to Dream started just a couple months ago. And we have one young man in that program, and it's been an incredible match of the two of them together. How wonderful. So are there certain qualifications, age limits, or prerequisites for someone interested in at least having a conversation about the Dare to Dream program? The Dare to Dream, you do have to be 21 or older, because some of these youth are 18, 19, they're starting to age out. So we want a couple years difference. I think that's a good idea. We Mm -hmm. have a lot of well-meaning people who can help out in other ways until they're old enough to have that mentorship role. For sure. So throw some crazy ideas against the wall, Brooke Goldsby. What do you think might be a boon for Salem Angels when it comes to helping out fostering families in our community? Any wild and crazy ideas, events, fundraisers, programs, items to donate in a love box? Yes, yes. Last year, we just heads down, started getting matches for these families and getting them supported. This year, we are having so much fun. We are planning a big summer bash uh, for all the families. We've been able to have a mom's dinner just this last week for our moms for Mother's Day. Next month for Father's Day, we're having bowling and Adam's ribs. And that's going to be amazing, our local Salem Adam's ribs. Uh Uh-huh. And so just being able 
to bring them all together, bring us together. We want our families to know us. We want to know them. We're bringing our volunteers all together with them so that they can really build this community together. And then with fundraising, we're doing sip and shares is one of our fun things that I'm doing that one person could say, hey, I want to gather eight to 10 friends. I want to share about what you guys are doing. And they'll host and I'll come and share share the word, what we are doing, and promote us that way. That sounds like a lot of fun, Brooke. Yep. So do many of these fostering families hang out with each other on a regular basis? There is so much on their plates that I don't think there's a lot of time, um, but that's what we want to build. So we've had a handful of mom nights. Uh, we've had parent night out. They could choose to go together, but then we're bringing all the kids together and letting them play together. Um, and mom and dad can kind of get a date night or single mom or dad gets just some free time of quietness. So Brooke Goldsby, president and executive director of Salem Angels. Tell me, what put foster children on your heart in the first place? We were almost done with raising our three olders and... I was in a program that cared for young children in a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. And long story short, we ended up bringing a little guy into our home to foster just for a little while. We were in our 50s. We we started over, though, again. When God placed him in our life, we knew that he was to be ours forever, and we adopted him two years later. Oh, how wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. So had you expected that? Wasn't this just a a temporary fostering gig for you? How long did you really expect that to last? A couple years at the most. And we were just going to step in for a bit. We knew the situation. We knew the family. And so we thought we can do anything for a little while. And then as it became time, we knew that God said, or you can make him your own. And we did. Well, congratulations. How wonderful. Yep. I bet having a little around will keep you and your husband younger. Keeping us young. That's our motto. Keeping us young. So what's the age gap between your older children and your now adopted son? So there's 14 years between our, he's almost eight, and then our 21-year-old. Oh, I love it. So what did your kids who were pretty much at the adult stage when you fostered Mm -hmm. this Boy, what were their thoughts? They loved it. They adored him. Our oldest was already off to college, but just an hour away. So he knew him. And then our next daughter, she was about to graduate from high school. She thought she was going to be a teacher. And from the time with him, she changed her whole major. And she went into social welfare as well. And then our youngest, she just adores children and so she was home the longest with him for a couple years and they just have great relationship with them and he adores them his older brother and sisters and all family so i'm curious about your youngest natural born child was she excited to all of a sudden have a younger sibling for the first time in her life yeah yeah how'd she adjust to that she did did well grow from her as a result I think just an empathy and sympathy for these families and these children 
and understanding the needs. She got to see what he experienced. He was young, but he still understood something was different. We weren't his norm. And so she got to see that hands-on and understand the care and support that is needed of these children and the extra care on our part and training that we needed to receive. Children come from trauma. And so it's another level of training that we needed to bring into our lives and take the time to get that as well. And she walked through that with us too. She went to the classes with us and it was amazing. How wonderful. Brooke Goldsby, President and Executive Director of Salem Angels, wrapping community around children, youth, and families in the foster care community through intentional giving, relationship building, and mentorship. So congratulations on your surprise extra child, Brooke. (laughs) Thank you. If there are people listening today, maybe they played the game of life successfully on paper. And they don't know what God's calling them to next. Do you have any suggestions about those who might be prayerfully considering helping out the foster system, whether it's through a love box through Salem Angels, or maybe prayerfully considering actually becoming a foster family, whether it's temporary or even, in your case, permanent? Yes, that's where God started calling us out into the community And having a greater desire to meet the community needs and getting outside our own little walls and, and it all changed. And for us, I think too, with being able to realize the needs out there. And even if you're not called to foster, becoming a volunteer with an organization like us is so amazing because even if you have thought it, Becoming part of a love box group to come alongside this family is incredible to kind of see, like be respite care and take the kids to the park. You can have relationship with these kids and you can kind of get to know, could I do this on a regular basis? Could we open our home? This has been amazing. Or do we want to continue just to be that family or the foster family? and walk alongside them because they're very much called to do it. And so either way, it's such a win-win. You can support them or God keeps calling. You can serve in a greater capacity and open your home to the children as well. Make sure to follow Salem Angels on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find out many great details at the website salemangels.org. That's salemangels.org. More with President and Executive Director Brooke Goldsby next on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with the President and Executive Director Brooke Goldsby from Salem Angels. Make sure to follow Salem Angels on Instagram and Facebook. And they've got wonderful information at the website, SalemAngels.org. That's SalemAngels.org. So, Brooke, can you tell us where are most of these kids coming from that end up in the foster system? Typically broken homes that families didn't have the care as they were growing up. It's a cyclical cycle that keeps falling into place. And so 
then when they don't have the support to start raising children and they're having children early, (laughs) there's brokenness. And so their children end up removed from their homes and into the foster care. And so there's many reasons. Can't, Can't specify all, but typically these families that just need that support that didn't have it early on and they can't keep caring for their children. With the amount of homelessness that we've seen, it seems to be more prevalent since the pandemic, or at least more noticed by a lot of people since the pandemic. Are there many kids ending up in the foster system that have experienced homelessness? Absolutely. The statistic is that 50% of our homelessness have spent time in the foster community. And we want to help break that cycle. If we can step back a little bit, get these families supported, have these children that are starting to age out get matched with a mentor to start speaking their worth, what they're capable of. They all have dreams and hopes. We want to help them reach their highest potential to become a great part of society and give back to it. And we want to mentor that and speak that into their lives to do so, to break that cycle of homelessness. That's wonderful. What are you doing with Salem Angels, Brooke? So can you tell us, are there certain areas of the Pacific Northwest that have more needs than others when it comes to kids falling through the cracks? I don't know that anything is more prone to another, you know, larger cities, of course, I think will tend to have more just in numbers. Um, I said there's 600 children in the Marion and Polk counties, and so 6,000 in all of Oregon. So that's a lot of children and families to serve. And so we're taking care of Marion and Polk, and if we can continue to speak this out, you can open a chapter in your area. So we need chapters all over the state of Oregon to best serve these families and children. And are there certain cities, towns, counties in particular that are woefully hurting when it comes to lack of help? for the- Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.